Ladies and gentlemen, your very own Michigan State Spartans. Goal scored by Fatai Alashe, Ryan Keener, and the cast. Let's hear it for your MSU Spartans, Rachel Van Poplen. Goal scored by Mary Catherine Fiebernitz. Few national team players here on the Seattle Sounders, Clint Dempsey, Eddie Johnson. All right, we're here in the Impact Studio with head coach of the men's MSU men's soccer team, Damon Rensing, and we also have John Nails in the studio, and today we're talking about uh, recruiting because it's National Signing Day. How's it going, Damon? Great, great. It's always a good day when it's National Signing Day. Uh, so how's it looking today? It looks it looks great. I think, you know, maybe different than some other sports. Um, most of the time, the verbal commitments hold true, and, and you know exactly what you're getting on signing day. So um, we, we're really excited about the, the seven kids that are coming in. Uh, so can we kind of go in order, talk about, you know, who's going to sign with you guys or who has signed with you, and just kind of give us a description of, you know, what they're going to bring to the team, you know, position they play? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll just run down them in uh, alphabetical order by last name if I can keep my alphabet going. So uh, the first one's Brad Sintala. Um, he plays for uh, the Vardar Club out of out of Detroit area, which is an academy club, and those guys do a great job. Uh, Brad's uh, very technical, uh, runs well, um, hasn't quite filled out physically, but I, we really like his frame. He's got a very good temperament for the game. Um, and can play a couple different positions. You know, he can play center back, um, and in that regard, he's he's solid in the air and he's very smooth at passing out of the back. Can also play holding mid, um, where he breaks some plays up and uh, starts the attack from that position, and, and potentially could play right back. But we most likely see him playing, um, you know, either holding mid or or center back. And uh, we're really excited about having having Brad into the soccer family. And then uh, next one would be Jimmy Fiscus, right? Yep, Jimmy Fiscus, um, another center back. He plays for the the Crew Academy Wolves. Um, we actually have three kids coming in from that from that team. That team has been to two straight national championship games. Um, basically, what it is is there's the top eight teams out of like eighty uh, playing a national finals week, and and Jimmy has helped lead that team the last two years to to the national championships he's um a hard-nosed throwback type center back um probably somewhere if you follow our team kind of in between a keener and a cope um and uh we really like his potential um and he's somebody that along with brad could come in and compete for minutes right away um very good leader tough tough competitor very good in the air very good on the tackle and defending uh fairly simple on the ball can continue to work on getting better on the ball but uh we really like him and think he'll have a great career here okay. and it looks like next is jimmy haig can you a little bit about jimmy yeah jimmy haig is um is about a six foot four he's not about he is six foot four goalkeeper and uh with a huge frame um and hasn't quite filled that out like most six four kids coming out of high school but he's got great hands and he's got really good footwork for his his size so i think the sky's the limit for jimmy um, potentially he's a little raw on a few things, but um, he's certainly got the frame to, to be a, a all-Big Ten type type goalkeeper. And then uh, Ken Krilicki? Ken Krilicki, um, central or wide midfielder. Basically, Ken can play any of the attacking 
uh, positions. He also played for that Crew Academy Wolves team um, who went to the national finals week. Um, Ken is really technical, um, very quick, tough, tenacious, and he can just do some things in the final third that you can't you can't teach. You know, and those things are hard to find. I think in soccer and especially in the Division One college game. So we think Ken is uh, can really come in and help uh, contribute. Uh, minutes right away when we say you know compete for minutes that could be anywhere from starting to uh, coming off the bench to maybe not playing but they're going to be in that mix competing for those minutes Um, oddly enough you know Ken played for that Wolves team but he was also teammates with Jimmy Haig prior to that um, with the Novi Jaguars and Jimmy played and Ken played on the Novi Jaguars which actually won a national championship uh, with U.S. uh, Youth Soccer Association so um, certainly excited uh, to have Ken. Ken's pretty mature kid um, having lived over in Japan actually uh, for some time came back here for his sophomore junior and senior year so um, kind of a unique individual um, but uh, his soccer certainly speaks for itself. Did he have any um, different style growing up in like different playing style coming from a totally different country? You know I think what, what I've noticed just watching the the Japan South Korea uh, national teams of the world is they are all incredibly technically sound and um, just on how they pass the ball, how they receive it. Very industrious as far as hardworking, his fitness levels through the roof. And I think those types of things uh, show in Ken's game. So I don't know if it's a certain style, but he's definitely very technically sound, um, like hardworking, very team oriented, and, and, and really reflects. Uh, some of those great qualities that the South Korean and Japan teams have. And did he went to Canton High School? Did um, Kevin Cope, who also went there, did he have any role in um, maybe trying to show him what Michigan State was like, or is he some, was Kevin someone he looked up to and maybe wanted to come here because of him? Well, Kevin also went to play for the Wolves team, which is which that those guys played for too. So um, there's probably a little bit of. of discussions and talks in in regards to that all of our guys come through when we recruit them they spend time with a lot of our players but I think more so just you know I think when you have Keener, Copes, um, Josh Barons all played for that Wolves club they're from Michigan when those younger guys even if they didn't really have a whole lot of it they see that those guys have come through and had great experiences here at Michigan State and uh, I think it's easier for those guys to say look this is this is the route I can go. Now, when you talk about, like, f- do you look for fitness in a player? I mean, for sure, obviously, when you're going to recruit him out of high school, but, like, how fit is fit for high school? That's a good question. I think you're looking for just um, an overall standard level of fitness. Um, it's certainly not the the most important thing. We're looking for how technical the guys are, how quick and fast they are, how their decision-making is, and then the other big piece is there's the psychology piece. How mentally tough are they? How do they handle mistakes? How do they lead? Those types of intangibles. Um, so you can always get a kid fit um, as long as he's willing to, to put the time in. So, But there are certain levels where, you know, certainly like R.J. Chapman's fitness ceiling is, is higher than maybe one of our goalkeepers, so to speak. So. Uh, and then uh, Michael from Toronto FC, talk about Mike. Yeah, Michael Mark Antonini, um, another kind of attacking player, could play forward, could play attacking mid, could play out wide. Um, different than Ken, um, but in similar ways where they do some unpredictable things and some things that you can't teach. Very skillful. Um, Michael, you know, was a prolific scorer at St. Andrews College Prep High School, uh, where he attends currently. So he's definitely had a 
a notion or ability to, to put the ball in the net and anytime you can find those type of players you know you definitely try to grab one of those because I think that's something again you can't teach and goal scorers are hard to come by in, in college um also I, I read up that he spent some time overseas um being trained and scouted by Blackburn um Leicester City and he seemed kind of torn between what direction he wanted to go for the next level of soccer after high school um, if it was to go to the MLS with Toronto FC and go through that way, um, come to the NCAA and get an education, um, or go straight overseas and um, st- start his career that way. What kind of role did you guys have? Did in kind of did you have to convince him mm-hmm. to come to the NCAA? Did he come? Mm-hmm. No, I think he was probably f- further along with that decision, and 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 when we came into the mix, so. Um, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of notion of, of his opportunities overseas. We always encourage our players to look at all options, you know, but also to value the quality of an education and the ability to still raise your game as a soccer player um, in Division One college soccer. So I think it's a great fit um, for Michael. I think, um, you know, similar to, to Jay, they've got some qualities, and I think um, the adjustment to college soccer will help make them better players. And then, uh, well, Lewis. Yeah, Lou, Lou Placencia, a local kid, uh, Okemos High, um, been a great leader for, for them at Okemos High. Um, they've made some deep runs into the state championship, um, and that's certainly uh, a tribute to Lou and his hardworking ability. His, 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 I think he's been a captain and, captain and leader. So um, I think the thing with Lou, too, is he also played on that Novi Jaguars team with Jimmy and, and when Ken was there. Um, so he's accustomed to winning. I think the last piece for me with Lou is just that, you know, I think he's always wanted to be a Spartan, and uh, you can't you can't put a price on that. Um, you want guys that want to be at Michigan State, and I think when you have a local kid that's wanted to do that, he goes about everything the right way, both on and off the field. Uh, very hard worker, and he can play, you know, outside mid, outside back, maybe a little bit in the holding mid. Um, so he'll be somebody that'll they'll come in and, and push himself from day one. Phil Stair. Yeah, Phil Stair. Uh, He's the third piece to the, the the triangle or trifecta of the three guys that went to that national finals week with the with the Crew Academy Wolves. He's um he's a goalkeeper, really good with his feet, uh, about five ten, um, but fearless, um, very technically sound, plays his angles really well, um, and just a pretty complete overall goalkeeper. Both him and Jimmy have a great temperament. Um, I think they got. Uh, they train well, you know, when talking to their club coaches, and I think that's really important. Coming in as a freshman to be a goalkeeper in Division One is uh, is very difficult, you know. So I think, you know, for those guys, they'll have the right attitude to come in, train hard, get better, work with Quinn and, and ZB, and and, uh, and and continue to progress to be, you know, a, a Big Ten goalkeeper. So that's the seven guys you brought in this year, um, and you said at the beginning of the podcast that. You had you had a good feeling today. Um, how does it compare to last year? At the same time, what what? Well, we're certainly happy with the group. I think it's a, a group that will will fill holes, and also it's it's well rounded in the fact that you know we've got some defenders, we've got some attacking players, we've got some goalkeepers, we've got some central players, we've got some wide players. So I think in that regard, you know, it really added some overall quality and depth to our to our program. 
Um, you know, and I think the, we'll see. The verdict is always out. Um, you know how they can stack up to the class the year before or, or two years before because until they really get on the field and train, you don't exactly know. But based on resumes, these guys, um, it's a great class, and it's um, some something that we have high expectations for. And I think they'll they'll come in and, and do their best to answer those expectations. And when you're recruiting a guy, say an academy player versus you know Jaguars are not academy, but they're MRL. Um, you know, what's what is there different things you look for? I mean, different level of competition, I would say, right? Yeah, it's you know, there's no exact science, and soccer is certainly subjective. It's different than uh, you know, if you're trying to figure out who could run a hundred yard dash, it doesn't matter if you play for the Jaguars or or the academy team. You know, whoever runs it faster, you're probably going to take. Um, but you know, for for us, it's a little more subjective. But at the end of the day, that stuff doesn't really really matter it's you know our job as coaches at at the collegiate level is to assess talent and then project it you know and we've got to do that whether you're playing in the academy games or in in the non-academy games and um you know you look at the coaches you look at the character of the players and and all those kinds of things to, to factor in so um you know it's not a it's not a huge factor i think the one thing um is is more times than out with the academy there's probably a little bit better competition on a on a regular basis so you may it may be a little bit easier to to compare kids you know if you're looking at a chicago team versus a michigan team you can kind of look at them right there and say okay these two kids on michigan are better and these two players on chicago are better than these kids so maybe a little bit easier comparison wise and sometimes when you see some of the non-academy games they're 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 tough games um or, or you know lopsided and it's hard to to see but um we've certainly had success with with uh academy players and non-academy players in our program and how often do you personally and the coaching staff get to see like say michael play like how many times on average do you get to see one of these guys play well the rule is during the the school year um you're up you can see him you can have a contact or an evaluation so contact is is you know if you talk to him outside of school or or something along those lines and the combination of eval up to seven times so we can see a kid between five and seven times um you know a year and then obviously unlimited in the summer so we get we get a chance to see him pretty well there's rarely is there a player in the program that i haven't seen play live that comes comes to michigan state for me as a head coach my assistants kylie and ben pierman who do a, an unbelievable job and certainly deserve some credit in these recruiting classes they they tend to do a little bit more of the the initial evals and they 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 work and travel all over the place to kind of throw a big umbrella and net out and kind of we start to come back and we help narrow things down and that's when i come in um but we work really well as a group identifying players just in Michigan, Canada, and, and all over the U.S. Uh, well, now with the academy program, you know, going 10 months, how do you really evaluate the high school game much anymore, or is it kind of focused on the academy and, you know, travel soccer in general? Yeah, we use all, you know, all forms of evaluation. Even when there was when academy wasn't going, you know, we certainly looked at the club situations a little bit more than the high school, but there's certainly a value to the high school and there are certainly some things that I think you can evaluate there that you can't necessarily evaluate in the in the academy. And I think some of those things are, you know, the leadership, the character, the how you handle uh, playing in front of crowds. You know, a lot of the academy games are not as many crowds there you know and so you go see a high school game maybe the level isn't quite 
what the clubs are, but you can see how a kid handles certain environments with a couple thousand people in a student section and see if you can make players, usually they're better players than maybe the kids on the team. Are, are, you, are you helping making those players better around you? You know, maybe you're not playing with a great field or, you know, different adversities and, and see how they, those players handle that. And that's where we could really evaluate high school. So I, I still went to a few high school games this year, certainly not as much as the club or academy games. Uh, and I guess after, you know, signing all these guys, do you feel like you got the class you wanted? Was there a couple guys you missed out on? You know, for the most part, yeah. I mean, you're always going to miss miss a kid or, or 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 one of those things. But I think at the end of the day, we're really happy with this class. And at the end of the day, we want players that want to be at Michigan State and that and, and that want to be Spartans. You know, and that's what we talk about when when a kid makes a verbal commitment. They call me and say, "Coach, I want to be a Spartan," and and that's what we want to hear. And so, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think these are the seven best kids that want to be at Michigan State, and uh, that fits their needs. They fit ours and so um, we're really excited about it. And then, um, you know, when you're, when you're, you know, you're recruiting these guys and then, you know, obviously you lose your seniors end of the year, then you get the new guys. Is there a certain number of players you want at a certain position? Um, you know, like you had three goalies this year, but now you're going to have four. You know, obviously, would, is four better for practicing? You know, or more com- competition? Amongst the guys, can you kind of tell us about that? Yeah, no, it varies a little bit, but you certainly want to be have some depth in each, each position. I do like having four goalkeepers for training. Um, and, 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 you know, if you play two 5v5 games, you know, they, it's easier for them to work each other out um, within the training sessions. But, um, you, you know, at the end of the day, you want the, the right guys, and you just don't want goalkeeper for the sake of goalkeeper or, or right back but you certainly need to have some depth at, at the center back position you need to have center mids that are holding and and attacking mids you need to have a couple guys obviously that are forwards you need to have some wide players um, and have some depth there so I, you, you try to do that um, and yet then I think the other key is to get five or six guys you know like a Krolicki that are versatile and that's where the balance comes out you know where all of a sudden you're going oh wait we got an injury here and here ken might be a better wide player but we're going to play him at attacking mid you know and then you you bump him in there so i think you got to get you, you recruits for some positional needs you have some depth there and yet what michigan state's had success is is having good athletes good competitors and good soccer players that can play different positions and that helps fill some things in for us and how much do you know about um, the other Big Ten freshman classes? Like, what what other schools have good classes in your eyes? Who who would you have liked to see come here? Maybe there's certainly um, you know some good players. Um, the Big Ten's really really doing well from a recruiting standpoint. It's obviously one of the best conferences in the country, and um, you know usually Indiana has a pretty good class. Um, I think Michigan's had a pretty good class at least. Um, from what we've seen, I, haven't, I actually haven't seen all the, the names that have come in and signed, so I'd hate to comment on those uh, without knowing exactly. But, um, you know, uh, Northwestern has a good class coming in. So it'll be it'll be just uh, the, the talent level in our conference just keeps getting better and better. And uh, you add Maryland and uh, Rutgers to the mix, and certainly Maryland always has a top five recruiting class, it seems like, so they're always talented. And have, have you seen that over the past couple of years working at State? Um kind of the talent level each freshman class improve 
Yeah, you, you within have. Within the Big Ten. Like yeah, that. within the Big Ten. I mean, you always have a little bit of ebbs and flows as far as just, you know, one year's. I mean, 2010 was an unbelievable year for the Big Ten. I think this year was a really strong year. And so maybe when you lose a couple of kids like that, there's dips. But in general, the recruiting level and the talent of players coming into the conference every year is, is definitely getting better and better. Uh, how about incoming freshmen that has the potential to start for you guys next season? Well, I think some of that's positionally. You know, I think probably, you know, you look at um, Jimmy Fiscus and Brad Santala with, with the departure of Kevin Cope and Orion Thalen. So, you know, we certainly have some guys within the program that are going to compete for that. Um, but those guys, there's a, there's always a, a need, and there's, we're a little thinner in that area, so they could have the propensity to come in and, and impact that. Um, and even if they're not starting, you might be an ankle injury or concussion away from where you're the backup and now now you are starting so i think those two guys you know will will, will have a have a chance to impact things right away um Ken Krolicki, um, certainly, you know, I think in midfield you sub more, you know, and so I think any time uh, I, I would see Ken really having the potential to come in and, and do some things off the bench or starting, um, but any time you get minutes there, you can you can earn yourself into a starting spot. So we'll see. Um, Mark Antonini is another one who's a little – I haven't seen as much, um, but certainly has some tools um, in that regard. So And then the goalkeepers, I think – be a little tough for them just obviously ZB's having a, a really good year and, and the the progress that Quinn McEnany's made as at backup. Quinn's at a point where, you know, should something happen to Z B we we got no problem putting Quinn in the net and being confident that he's gonna he's gonna do an admiral job and do a good job for us. Uh, and then, you know, you went you know you played here at Michigan State, you know What's it like when you have this new recruiting class coming in and there's a lot of talk, you know, you may hear stuff, read stuff you know how's that how, how does that impact you know your players or maybe you when you know you were here you know as a coach i really like it cuz it, it just it's kind of the new beginning you know here we go now we got there's always changes you, you hate to see seniors go but if you're doing a good job of, of building a program then you're always going to be losing a couple good players a year otherwise you're not developing so you know i'm proud of the fact that we're losing a brent mcintosh a ryan thalen and a kevin cope and a cody henderson and those guys because that means we developed them and they were important pieces to our our program and then you look at it and it's it's a new cycle and all of a sudden you get these seven guys coming in and it, it brings excitement excitement to it um i think the other good thing it does is it keeps everybody you know, a little bit on edge and competitive. I mean, this is the Big Ten. You know, if we want to push for Big Ten championships, college cups, and national championships, it's got to be a competitive environment. And so, you know, it, it, I think it keeps those guys that maybe weren't starting last year just assuming, oh, well, I'll just come in and be the next guy now that Brent's leaving or Ryan's leaving or Kevin's leaving. It's like, yeah, you could, and there's certainly an opportunity, but just like when you were freshman, there's guys coming in that are, that are wanting to start. So I think it's... Uh, the more competitive, the better. And my goodness, they didn't want to drop it on this boy's lip. He is a threat. He is stunning. Cheat match. What a start for Liverpool. Phil Nazareth. Looks like Shannon. Nervous, but was he? You bet your life he wasn't. 
Miller. Lovely cushion header. Bajero! You beauty! What a headshot! What a head! It's finished and Sunderland. Manchester United have done all they can. That Rooney goal was enough for the three points. Manchester City are still alive here. And let me tip my hat to the genesis of this goal. Balotelli, Aguero. 